Hey everyone, and welcome to Everyday Woodworking, your podcast home for discussions about the craft, business, and love of woodworking, both as a pro and as a hobbyist. I'm your host, Ricky Fitzpatrick. I am a woodworker and the owner of Apple Valley Farm, where we make handmade crafts and decor. I've been woodworking most of my adult life, and now, with Everyday Woodworking, I have the opportunity to share my experience, my thoughts, and even my challenges with you. And I can't wait for you to join me right here for the next episode of Everyday Woodworking. Well, hey, everybody, and uh, welcome back to the show. Good for you guys to be here. I'm excited about today. Today, we are looking at benchtop planers. Benchtop planers. The planer, it's kind of one of those essential optional tools for the home shop, you know. You always need one, but you have a hard time justifying it because you don't always exactly need one. So anyway, today I'm going to really kick the hornet's nest and look as objectively as I can at some of the most popular lunchbox style bench top planers on the market. Now I'm not going I'm not going to tell you which one I think is best and which one I think is worst. I'm just going to run down and I'm going to give you some opinions on them. I'm going to give you some stats and we're just going to take a look at some of the features and benefits and maybe some of the drawbacks of some of the most popular ones. You don't want to go anywhere because it's practically guaranteed I'll either leave out your favorite um, or I'm going to say something ugly about the one you own. Or worse yet, I'm going to say something good about the one you hate. It's going to be fun, though. Uh, so grab a cold one, get ready to watch the train wreck, and join us as we do our bench top planer comparison. All right, bench top planers. Ah, yes. An item that. For some, I think it invokes images of that one day I'll have it tool. Um, and then for others, it's a sneer of disgust as they catch a gleam of sunlight flashing off of their 20-inch industrial powermatic growling over in the corner of their 2,000-square-foot shop. <laughs> but for millions of hobby, well... And probably pro workers, uh, woodworkers, the bench top planer is frankly it's a godsend. Um, lovingly called by many a lunchbox planer because of its small size and its boxy shape, the bench top planer is just that. It's a planer that sits on a bench top or a tabletop uh, as the whatever. You may have in your shop. The Romans, just to give you a little history, the Romans seem to have been the first users of the hand plane. Um, and it took until about the 1800s or so for a guy named Leonard Bailey to invent the father or the initial father, uh, initial design, I guess, of today's modern hand plane. Now, Bailey sold his design to the Stanley Company, and then, of course, the rest after that is history because everybody knows about Stanley Planes. The general idea, though, of a motorized 
stationary thickness planer, uh, believe it or not, it's also been in practice even predating the hand plane, or at least the modern hand plane. The, the motorized plane has been in place since like the late 1700s, maybe about 1790 or so. And then it, it exploded in about the mid, it didn't explode, but it exploded in popularity uh, about the mid 1800s or so in England and in America. So about that time, these gigantic steam driven uh, matchers is what they were called. They were used uh, prominently in the furniture and the flooring industries mainly. Um, and they're still used to some extent today in a lot of industrial applications or in pro shops where like multiple planes of a board are being addressed at the same time. Um, the introduction though of the benchtop planer for the home-based or small shop that's it's it's actually kind of unclear. I did a lot of research and I really couldn't find out the history of the benchtop planer. It's really odd. Um, but nevertheless, suffice it to say, the humble benchtop planer has revolutionized the way the small shop works. So for many of us, the planer, uh, it ensures a uniform thickness in random materials, or it puts a fresh, smooth face on a weathered board. Um, maybe in uh, for others, it saves a lot of money because it allows them to plane some rough stock themselves instead of going to the store and buying finished lumber there. Um, so they take up a lot. Of, uh, I'm sorry, I was going to say they take up a lot of space. They take up little space, and they're semi-portable, depending on how much they weigh. And their mess, um, the shavings can be reasonably controlled, even if you don't have a centralized dust collection system. Uh, plus, they're relatively inexpensive as shop tools go, although it could be one of your biggest purchases. And that's why we're spending so much time on it today. It is a, it is a major purchase for a small shop. Okay, it just is. One thing, though, about the lunchbox it's loud. I mean, it's like, it's like really loud. Good Lord. They are, they're loud. So definitely, you know, safety up when you wheel yours out, it screams like a banshee and it's going to fling stuff. It can fling a decent sized chunk of whatever you're planing at you like a bullet. So, uh, not to mention the occasional entire board if you're not careful uh, it can definitely jet something out at you so definitely uh, give it its due respect even th even though they're they're mostly safe but um, if you want to stay 100 percent then uh, be really 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 careful with them before we move on though let's take a minute and let's listen to a word from our friends and sponsors peace, what does that mean to you? Calm, relaxation, worry-free. Do you think about work or your responsibilities, maybe your finances? The truth is, finding peace means something different to each of us. But the one thing we have in common is we're all searching for how to find more of it. Apple Valley Peace and Wellness 
is an online destination for products that will help you find pathways to the peace and wellness that we all desire. CBD oils, essential oils, soothing candles, and aromatherapy products. Everything highly vetted through a strict set of quality standards that ensure you receive the best solutions available. Visit them today at www.avpnw.com and be sure to sign up for their email list found at the bottom of every page to receive a coupon code for free shipping on your entire order. You'll also receive periodic discounts that you'll absolutely love as you start shopping for the holidays. Apple Valley Peace and Wellness, helping you discover a life well lived. Hey guys, Ricky with Everyday Woodworking. Hey, your support makes it possible for Everyday Woodworking to continue to be on the air. We would love it if you blessed us with your financial support through our friends over at Patreon. Monthly support starts at just five bucks a month, and your support makes it possible for us to continue to do what we do. Have a great day, and thank you so much. Visit us at patreon.com slash everydaywoodworking. All right, welcome back. So again, today, uh, we're looking at half a dozen of my favorite benchtop planers. Um, some of them because they're just the most popular on the market at the time, and then some of them just because I like them. One of these is going to be because it's the benchtop planer that I own, and so I'm familiar with it, so I want to include it in this, and, and for good reason too, not just because I own it. All in all, if, if you're in the market for a benchtop planer of your own, um, you should be able to find what you're looking for within this group. I think you can. Um, and hopefully after this report, then you'll be armed with enough to go buy one with confidence. That's my goal. So with that, let's just jump right into it. Today's contenders are, and here's the list, and they're in no particular order, the DeWalt DW. It makes it makes me think of uh, what's the, the the children's show, Arthur. Arthur, you know his sister was D.W. I don't know. You may not. Yeah. If you don't have kids, um, you, you probably don't know. Anyway, that's just what D.W. makes me think of. Anyway, moving on. The Dewalt D.W. seven thirty four, the rigid R four three three one. The Craftsman CMEW320, the Ryobi AP1305, the Delta 22 555, and finally the Bauer 1621 EB. All right, we're going to take a look, a quick look, I should say, at each of these in no, no particular order, uh, and I'm going to give you some impartial data collected from a variety of online sources. Um, and then, this is really important, we're going to have a link in our shop notes to a free comprehensive comparison spreadsheet that we used when putting all this together. And now this is exclusively, though, for our Patreon supporters. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that as we get on closer to the end. 
But if you want to take a look at this spreadsheet, it's a really, really cool thing. There is a ton of information on there, but you have to be a Patreon supporter to get that, and I'll tell you more about it. All right, with that, bam, let's just get this party started. Bench top planers, head to head. Here we go. Number one, the DeWalt DW734. Um, I don't have a lot of firsthand experience um, with DeWalt, except for um, there was a corded drill that somebody gave me secondhand, and it lasted me for like 15 years. So based on that and based on like comments I've seen online, DeWalt is like a workhorse. Um, and so I can only assume their planers are probably the same or at least close to it. As for the price, um, this model at $499, um, it clocks in as the second most expensive planer on our list. But it is a three-blade planer, which is a plus. And at 33 and a half inches, it's got the longest combined input and outfeed table lengths of any of the competitors. So that's really, really nice. Um, it has a maximum RPM rating of about 10,000, which is kind of in the middle. It's, it's quite heavy. Um, it's 80 pounds. That's a lot. Um, that could be attributed to just good quality construction. It could be, but it also could be due to a lack of innovative engineering with lighter materials. I really don't know. I can't really say for sure, but it definitely makes it tough at 80 pounds to move around the shop. So if you're like me and you can't give your your benchtop planer a dedicated home and you have to move it around every time you want to use it, then 80 pounds is a lot to move around. So you're going to have to get creative if you're going to get the DeWalt. All in all, I'd say it's not like drop-dead sexy. I know in in its class, this is one of the most admired benchtop planers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but it's just, it's just not all that impressive on paper to me. But it... It, with it being a benchtop planer, I don't think any of them are designed to be super sexy. Um, but it is pretty impressive, nevertheless. Um, and I would, frankly, I'd probably be inclined to buy it um, if money wasn't a barrier for me. Okay, the next one, the Rigid R4331. Um, the big orange. <laughs> Rigid, um, Rigid has definitely made a name. For itself as the upper end of the homeowner grade tool um, market as a manufa manufacturer of the home homeowner grade tools they make good stuff they do and it's fairly affordable it's a little above the the average price um, it's readily available you know because it's at the big box stores and stuff like that um, and they seem to be on the cusp of things as far as innovation goes. So that's, it's good. A lot of pluses for rigid. I, I mean, I like rigid. I really do. Um, the only rigid tools I've got, um, I've got a cordless impact driver and a cordless drill 
and I actually I won those in a competition on I think it was an Instagram competition so I won those right from rigid and really I have fallen in love with these I don't think I could I don't think I would want to try to get by without them now I love them I've had them for about a year and I use the crap out of them and they are they're great however I will say my cordless drill the the original battery is still fine but it's beginning to give me some contact problems it doesn't want to run like it used to so mm, that could be a problem anyway nevertheless the rigid lunchbox is it is um it's a planer that i've been kind of drooling over for, for a long time um every time i go to home depot to grab a box of pocket screws then right there on the shelf right behind me in that spot right there it's just sitting there. I mean, it's just sitting right there, like mocking me. And so we cross paths on a regular basis at Home Depot. At $459, though, it's just behind the DeWalt. Um, and so it makes it the third most pricey of all the planers in our group. It's also got three cutting blades, which is, in my opinion, a, uh, a big plus. I like that. Uh, three blades, I think, just give you a greater tendency for a smoother cutting overall. And I will say this, you'll notice a wide variety of max RPM ratings. And I'm, I'm not really sure how that all translates, but I will say if you've got three blades, then you can have a lower RPM rating on your planer and still get more cuts per minute. Does that make sense? Because you've got, if you've got three blades spinning at 5,000 RPMs and you've got two blades spinning at 15,000 RPMs, there's a difference there. So anyway, this is a three blade model and um, the RPMs are on this are only at about 9,000. I'm not really sure why it seems kind of low, but it could be because of the three blade setup. Um, but anyway, if somebody knows a little more about that, definitely give me a shout and let me know. Cause you know, I would think you would want a higher RPM rating for a smoother cut. I would think, but I'm, I'm really not sure. Anyway, the rigid is only one of two planers in our group that have the ability to accept a full 13 inch wide material. Um, the rest are just 12 and a half inches. I think that's a big deal. Because I have a lot of glue-ups that I send through that are going to be right at the 12-inch mark. And so if, if I get something that happens to go over that, if, if you've only got a 12-and-a-half-inch wide planer, that doesn't give you a whole lot of room to wiggle there. So a 13-inch wide planer is a big difference to me from a 12-and-a-half-inch planer. So that's a big plus. Um, and it looks like the Rigid is the only planer we compared that has a lifetime service agreement. So I think that was that was very interesting. I don't know what the details of that service agreement may be, but initially that sounds that sounds pretty impressive. Next we have the Craftsman CMEW three twenty. All right, now let me just regress. For a moment. Um, 
for me, I, I grew up when when Craftsman hand tools were like the picture of durability and like American made dependability. Um, I mean, you knew if you had like a Craftsman combination wrench or a socket and you ever had a problem with it in your life or your grandkids have a problem with it like 50 years later, it didn't matter. If you had a problem with it, you just take it back to the local Sears store and they just give you another one. Almost no questions asked. It, it was it was amazing. Nobody was doing that at the time, except for companies like these um, elite tool companies, like the tool trucks, like Matco and Snap-on and stuff like that. They had lifetime warranties also. But in general, you just didn't find other tools like you have now where everybody seems to have a lifetime warranty. Anyway, because of that, then the Craftsman Power Tools carried the same reputation along with them. I don't know if they, I don't really know if they deserved that completely, but nevertheless, they were good tools and they were affordable. And in the days before places like Home Depot and Lowe's were everywhere, you had a Sears store everywhere, it seemed like, and having Craftsman products in a Sears store was, it was a big deal. It was very convenient. Just, it, it, they had all the pistons firing with their product line. Anyway, you may, you may remember me talking about how my family got started in woodworking back in the eighties, way back in the eighties. Um, my dad went to Sears, bought a radio alarm saw, a bandsaw, a drill, and a belt sander, a handheld belt sander, and then turned me loose. That was, and that was it. And they were all craftsmen, and they lasted us for years and years. Just it, just great, affordable, homeowner-grade stuff. So <clears throat> the craftsman planer in this group, it's, it's really intriguing to me. I mean, um, if I'm not incorrect i think low did lowe's buy the the rights to the craftsman name i think i think they did anyway even if they didn't they at least are the exclusive distributor for like craftsman i think so anyway nevertheless unfortunately i will have to say craftsman power tools they just don't have the same trust among consumers that that they once held Um, and i think their planer is probably it's kind of like the case in point for why that is. And, and you'll see as I go through it. Um, the Craftsman planer, uh, it's the second largest planer in the group. It's big. Um, and it's input and outfeed table lengths. It just, they're like woefully lacking. Actually, they're almost like half the length of everybody else's. I don't know what they were thinking. But anyway, that was... That was surprising, and it makes snipe really hard to battle when the tables are so short as if it wasn't, you know, hard enough to deal with already. Um, It does have the lowest RPM rating at about 8,000 RPMs, and that's with only two blades. So that's that's a bother right there. Uh, That low RPM rating and with just two blades, I think they really missed the boat on that personally. 
Um, it does have a carriage lock and dust collection, which is on par with the rest of the pack. Everybody does. Um, so they're in the running there. Um, and it is the second least expensive in the bunch. So, I mean, it is very affordable. Um, it's quite light, um, at under 65 pounds. Um, so it's in about the middle of our group again, uh, for weight. Let's take a quick break with a word from some of our friends and partners. Hey, if you're a woodworker or you enjoy learning about the craft of woodworking, then you probably already have a few woodworking podcasts in your library. I know I do. And one of the podcasts I subscribe to is The Woodworking Podcast. Hosted by Jay Bates, April Wilkerson, and Nick Ferry. And hey, that should be enough alone to make your wood fibers tingle. The Woodworking Podcast is a casual conversation about, well, woodworking. It's fun. It's informative. Super info from some of the best minds in the business. Everything from woodworking tools and equipment tips and techniques, joinery and methodology, shop layout. One of my favorites was the shipping container shop episode. That's a keeper. So without a doubt, definitely check them out. You'll love it. I love it. Your dog will love it. Everyone loves it. The Woodworking Podcast, available wherever you podcast or at thewoodworkingpodcast.com. Hey, in case you aren't aware... The Everyday Woodworking Podcast, it's not all we do. When we aren't podcasting, we're running Apple Valley Farm, our family's woodworking business. And almost from the beginning, we've been blessed to be partnered with some of the biggest and best companies and organizations in the industry. And one of those partners has been the folks at Estwing Tools. From day one, Estwing has worked hand-in-hand with us ensuring that we have some of the highest quality tools on the planet. Since 1923, the Estwing family and its employees have taken pride in designing and manufacturing the world's most durable, comfortable, and attractive striking and struck tools. Estwing is committed to American-made tools for today and tomorrow. So to learn more about how you can grab your own piece of hand tool history, visit them at estwing.com or wherever quality tools are sold. All right, welcome back. Next, we have the Ryobi AP1305. Now, Ryobi, in my opinion, is the homeowner grade power tool today. I mean, they, they just are. They've got a huge catalog. They've got wide availability. They have a pretty nice reputation, and they're very affordable. They've got a lot going for them. And plus, those green tools are hard to lose. <laughs> I mean, they're they're easy to find in grass or in the wood pile or where, you know, they're they're hard to lose. So that's that's a plus. I don't know who came up with that green, but that was a good idea. For me, though, almost every power tool, almost, that I have uh, in our woodworking business, it's a Ryobi. Um, and I've, I've, used the, I've used them almost exclusively for, for nearly six years and on a daily basis. And they, they've just been super dependable. 
Um, they're not exactly dead on accurate, like with my chop saw and my table saw. It can be a challenge when I'm not doing rustic stuff, you know. If I really want to be dead on, it's, eh, I have to... I have to be really cautious in how I use them. So, you know, but they get the job done. Um, and for me, they live up to what they are reported to be, which is great, affordable tools. Okay. Um, I once had a guy, I think I might've told y'all this before, but I once had this guy at a, um, at a local tool store. Uh, I, I was doing something with a, a little, uh, palm sander. That's what it was at the time I was using the little palm sander and I used the crap out of them. I would use them just uh, every day for hours and I'd just burn them up. And about every three or four months I'd come back and I'd just get another one. Anyway, he told me, he said, you just can't make a living with these tools. And I just, I laughed and I said, but that's exactly what I'm doing. I mean, you, you can't take an, even an expensive palm sander and run it for three or four hours a day every day for three or four months and it not burn up i was just i said i'm doing it don't tell me we can't do it now i will have to say i do i do take care of my stuff very very well and those of you that know me know that i'm very particular about my tools and that that could have something to do with it but anyway um they've served us well and they'll probably continue to serve us well. So frankly, I wasn't familiar with the Ryobi benchtop planer. I just wasn't. Um, I've got a Ryobi powered hand planer and I, frankly, I don't like it. Um, but the benchtop model, I mean, <laughs> I didn't even know they made one until I started doing this. So it's no goat, but it's okay. Okay. Um, it's actually in the middle on almost everything. Um, price, dimensions, material, opening, um, warranty. Um, so all that's kind of expected. It is heavy, though. Um, it, it matches its nemesis, the rigid, um, at just under 73 pounds. So that's, that's pretty heavy still to be lugging around. And it's only got two blades. Um, non-reversible blades also. So that's, that's really a double downer right there. The RPMs though, it's surprisingly, um, they are crushing it. Um, they got a max RPM rating of 18,800. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, wow, that's, that's moving on right there. Um, I would assume that's a big thumbs up, but again, I need to dig to, you know, to be more sure about that. But two blades, 18,000 RPMs, that's, that's crazy right there. So th this is my thinking. Okay. If you've got two blades and it's spinning at 18,800 RPMs, that's basically 9,400 RPMs per blade. And then you've got... For example, the Craftsman over here with 9,000 RPMs and two blades, it's going twice as slow. That's, that's, that's not good right there. So anyway, 18,800 RPMs, that's moving on. And that is, it's tied with one other planer that has the same RPM rating, but it's 
blows everybody else away. Um, where was I at? The Ryobi? Oh, um, it doesn't even claim to be American made, <laughs> which, which I think is it's kind of funny. It's a little surprising, though. I mean, although these days it's hard to know what's American made and what's not, you know, is... There's so many variables that kind of come in there, uh, according to the governmental definition of American-made. But it, it was just funny that Ryobi doesn't even try. They don't even try to say it's American-made. It's, it's all imported. And so, anyway, pretty impressive little little planer though. The next one is the Delta twenty-two dash five fifty-five. Now. The thing about the Delta is it doesn't even seem to be in the mix. I mean, wherever I see like typical planar comparisons, I don't know why. You just don't see much about the Delta. I mean, it's no runaway, but it is a solid contender. And it's it's a better planer than some of the ones that I see in these comparisons online all the time. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, Delta... I mean, they've got a great reputation, as do all Delta tools have a great reputation. Even though uh, Stanley owns Delta now, so I don't know. I don't really know how that's going to affect the historical reputation for quality with Delta tools. Hopefully, hopefully it won't um, if it hasn't already. But anyway. For me, this Delta planer, this is the first planer that I ever used. Uh, I mean, not this specific one, but a Delta benchtop planer was the first one that I ever used. A friend loaned me his for a few weeks, and frankly, it just it spoiled me. I loved it. I fell in love with it, and I ran all types of stuff through it, swapped the blades out easily. I dealt with all the shavings with out an issue all in all it was just a great problem free little machine I, I loved it um, and I always said I would buy one when I got my own well I I didn't <laughs> but when I got one I did not get the Delta mainly because of the price because I just couldn't afford it but I still respect the Delta and I wanted to make sure that I added it in here um, and I think it holds its own quite well in this group. So it is, I will have to say, it is the largest of the bunch. I don't know why that is. Um, but in spite of that, surprisingly, it's the lightest. Uh, I thought that was odd. At a scant 58 pounds. I mean, that's, think about it, that's almost half the weight of the DeWalt. So this is pretty light. So you can definitely easily move this guy around the shop without building a um, a rack for it or a cart or anything like that. It's pretty easy to move around. It is the most expensive, though, of any in this group. Retails for $535. To me, that's that's a lot for the for a little for a little bench top planer, that's a lot. But I like the DeWalt. I'm at the DeWalt. I like the Delta. I think it's I think it's probably worth it. That's not an endorsement, but I think it's probably worth it. Um it does have a 9400 RPM limit with two blades. So we're getting I mean we're there with the Craftsman almost. So that's disappointing. 
I'll say it's not all that impressive. Um, but it is the only planer, the only other planer that would take 13 inch wide material. So that was a big plus too. It's got pluses and minuses on it. Um, everyone else has a three year warranty almost. Um, the Delta is the only one that has a full five year warranty. Uh, so that was, that was quite impressive. All right, finally, our last one, we have the Bauer 1621EB. You, you, in case you're not familiar with this, you may be saying, what a Bauer? What's a Bauer? Well, a Bauer is sold through Harbor Freight. This is one of their brands. Um, and this happens to be the planer that, that we own. Um, and we use this in our woodworking business. Now, Harbor Freight, I mean, it's... <sighs> In my opinion, they get an unwarranted bad rap for cheap tools. And, I mean, frankly, they do sell cheap tools as in inexpensive tools, in my opinion. Some of their tools are also cheap as in crap. I mean, they are, and I think they know they are. Uh, but honestly, I mean, I'll say over the years, I've bought thousands of dollars worth of Harbor Freight tools and rarely have I run across a true piece of crap. Sometimes you buy something and you know, you just know it's, it's just a cheapy tool. You just know it is. And so if, if I know that going into it, I can't blame Harbor Freight. I know what I'm getting. I know what I'm paying for. So yeah, I don't think they're leading anybody astray. Um, I think the name, the brand name of this, the Bauer, I think that's very cool. I think I like that. It's cool to me because it makes me think of Jack Bauer, you know, on 24. Um, and anything that relates back to Kiefer Sutherland, that gets like instant cool points. So good, good for the Bauer name. But aside from that, though, um, this is the most affordable planer in the bunch uh retailing for a mere 359 dollars and if you're like me though you can use your inside track membership at harbor freight and wait for a sale bam and snag one for 282 dollars that's what this guy did now that is a deal right there 282 bucks very well worth it in my opinion um, along with the Ryobi, the Bauer boasts a whopping 18,800 max RPMs for, unfortunately, it's two non-reversible blades. <laughs> so anyway, really good on the RPMs, really not so good on the blades. Um, everything else is about average, um, except the input and outfeed table length, which actually matches the Ryobi for the second longest in the bunch. So that was very nice. Um, it also matches the weight of the Craftsman at just under 65 pounds. The downside, the biggest downside with the Bauer, and, and this is just Harbor Freight. It's a warranty. It's the dadgum warranty. 90 days. And that's it. I, I don't know. Everyone else is three years except the Delta, which is five. Um, 90 days is just not very long. 
especially in this world. And, um, and it's, I think this is an area, in my opinion, if Harbor Freight was listening to me, I would suggest that they reevaluate this warranty situation when it comes to large purchases. But that's, that's just me. All right. That's it. Look at that. We're done. We are done. That was all right. Went by faster than I thought it would, actually. Um, I know still, though, that was a little long, but this is about as abbreviated as I really felt like I could make this. Um, Still, though, lots of info we could cover on these guys. Um, Chances are I'm I'm probably going to revisit some of these in more detail, maybe a little bit later on in a different episode, you know, like something for each one or something like that. Y'all let me know if you got something you want me to really go in depth on and we'll, we'll do a deep dive on it and, you know, see if we can start prepping for that. One of the best places to let me know that by the way, um, is to, uh, to go to our Facebook group. It's a fairly new group. I've told you about it before. If you're not already a member there, Go to Facebook, search for Everyday Woodworking somewhere on the Facebook app. Join up with us there. We'll have a community of people. Um, You can ask your question, leave your suggestions, stuff like that. I'll leave a link to it down in the show notes so you'll be able to easily get to it. Hey, I hope this was helpful. I really do. And again, just to remind you, so we're going to have a link to the show notes um, in our show notes. I'm sorry to our free comprehensive comparison spreadsheet for the benchtop planers with all of this data in it, plus a whole lot more. But it's only free for our Patreon supporters. And I'm going to have a link to this down below. Support starts there at only $5 a month. You get this plus a whole ton of other stuff too. It is definitely well worth it. Check it out um, and see what you think about that. This spreadsheet alone will be really valuable if you're in the market for a planer. It'll be a great uh, kind of a one, one-stop one shop for you to really compare all the really cool features on some really popular planers all in one place. Also, uh, we'll have links in our show notes to each of the manufacturers' websites for these planers if you want to research them a little more on your own. And we'll have links for you to be able to purchase those if you want to do that online. Um, By the way, these are affiliate links, so definitely use them. Please use them. When you do, we make a few dollars off of the link when you buy something and it doesn't cost you any extra to do it. Hey, a last couple of things before we go. Wherever you enjoyed this episode, please take a second, leave us a great review, and spread the word to your friends about us. And of course, we would love it if you subscribed to us and became a regular listener. Also, we try to post a video of each podcast episode on our Apple Valley Farm, that's our woodworking business, YouTube channel. So if YouTube is your thing, definitely look us up and like, comment, and subscribe to us there as well. Finally, your support helps make it possible for Everyday Woodworking to continue to be on the air. So we'd love it if you blessed us with your financial support through our friends at Patreon. Monthly support starts at just $5 a month. 
And guys, that is it for now. Again, thank you so much for being here. We hope you enjoyed this. Have a great day, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time right here on Everyday Woodworking.